the Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's The Fanboy Show! Hey, what's up everyone? I am Josie. And I'm Josh. Thank you all very much for listening to the Boo Bar Show. Make sure you subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a champ. You can always use us at Boo Bar Show. That's FWBarShow.com. And FWBarShow is our handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? See? Foo. Yeah. Josh sounds a little weird today because he is in quarantine pretty much just like everybody else on planet Earth. I'm uh, like all of you guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, just uh, so we're recording this on Thursday around 8 p.m. I would say what? Uh, what was it like an hour ago, Josh? Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California pretty much just said everybody stay home if they have non-essential workplaces or activities, right? Uh yeah. I would say about hour and a half ago, and then an uh, hour before him, it was actually L.A. Mayor Garcetti mm. uh, issued a similar type of notice to everyone in LA County and the city of LA. How crazy is this, man? Oh dude, this is this is insane. Like this is crazy. My, I, I can't believe it. I, I really can't believe it escalated that quickly. Yeah, man. Um and you know it's it's all for the best. Uh you know, just to make sure that this doesn't spread. Uh you gave us a statistic uh, earlier, Steph, you said that what fifty six percent of Americans no of Californians of Californians would be potentially infected within the, the next eight weeks. Within the next eight weeks, that's nuts. Um, and since we're talking about it, let's just go ahead and get into it with a little health and such, shall we? Health and such with Steph. All right, doomsday preppers, <laughs> it is time for you to shine. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the amateur doomsday preppers were really going at it with toilet paper last week. I don't think they knew what the fuck they were doing. No. Okay. The amateur doomsday <laughs> preppers would have already had that. Uh-huh. Okay. Just probably not as much food. Gotcha. You know, let's not let's not call them amateur doomsday preppers. Let's just call them dumbasses. Okay, right? yeah, just, I'm okay with just that. Call a, let's sure. just call a spade a spade, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> We're about a week, almost a week. We're six days in. No, we're more than a week in. Ever since the whole mass panic started, uh, well, it's only been about it six It started days. like Wednesday of last week, did it not? I remember it starting at least the, the, the frenzy began uh, the mass frenzy of toilet paper being a scarce commodity uh, Wednesday of last week. And today being Thursday, I think we're a week and a day into what, you know. Okay. Okay. I might have missed yeah, a couple yeah. days I, I actually, there. Actually, I, I think that sounds about right. Is, uh, this food is right. Because last... I was quarantining before it was cool, guys. Uh. I, was, uh, <laughs> I, I was already sick at home Monday, Tuesday of last week and Wednesday uh, due to some tonsillitis, which I feel much better about these days. But um, you're contagious. No, not anymore. (laughs) And uh, I mean, you would have gotten it by now. Shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No food, because I listen to the rules of BYOB. Yeah, bring your own bong. It was just for your your own safety, man. Uh, And I'm glad you did. And it's and you left it here, by the way. You left it. No, I brought it. I took it. I took it when you weren't listening, watching. Oh, so it's not behind my TV anymore. Yeah, yeah, I took it already. Oh, okay. It's here. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, good. For I realized. You. I realized that's a dumb idea. I'm gonna need this during this entire fucking quarantine. Right. I need a ration. I'm gonna my go abs and too. Um, But anyway, where were we? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Steph. Mass quarantine. Food is flying off the shelves. Like, we fucking went to three grocery stores and could only find yeah. like two cans of food. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's insane. I went the next day and yeah, I I I, I couldn't find anything. I just I got some menudo, canned menudo, uh, some uh, meatball soup in a can as well. Uh, I think that's yeah, dude, and uh, some bacon. So that's as far as protein goes. That's that's all I would get. But um, well, that's all you need. Too. <laughs> right. But how long is that gonna last? It's gonna last well, like yeah, two days. Yeah, we're gonna be hungry by dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> the way we eat, yeah. Well, um, weren't you guys already cutting out meat from your daily diet? We were slowing it down. Yeah, we weren't because like um, meat was like what sixty percent of our meal yeah. essentially. Yeah, we were just eating all meat, and we feel like well, you get I the mean, meat sweats. 
<laughs> We're just trying to be a little healthier because get some like, fiber and no lie, that documentary Game Changers is a little literally a game changer. Yeah, it, it really funny. opened up. Uh, it, it opened up my thought process of you know how I view meat, and um, I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna become a vegetarian or a vegan by any means, but you know, oh, you to, better not to at least. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, also because my entire family eats meat, and we all love meat. So, of course, man, you're Latino. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't afford not to eat meat. Um, I'll, you know, if I cut it all together and then at some kind of family function, I decide to eat meat again, uh, I'm gonna get really sick. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, so small portions. Uh, you know, the the portions are smaller with with our with our meat these days. Um, I gotta say, you know, I I do feel a little better. I don't, you know, I, I'm not. I don't have that like lasting regret after I have a a big meal, especially Lies. When, it's, when it's propaganda meat, when it's mostly <laughs> veggies. Um, so so there's that. You know what is also a good thing about uh, this new diet that we're on is we cut out. Don't call uh, it a diet because we'll fail. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. This new lifestyle that we're all is. about is we cut out cow's milk. So yeah, since all the milk is that. now gone from yeah. the stores, there's only like soy milk and the oat milk. So we'll survive. I don't know how everybody <laughs> else is going to survive. Well, oat milk is re- really good um, and good for you. Uh, I got to say, you can't even tell the oat milk uh, that it's not dairy. Um, so it Fu, how, do, really how do you milk these oats? Are uh, there, do they have udders? Yeah, they have nipples. You gotta. Ah. They're really tiny, though. You really got to get in there, and you know, you leave it to them. the scientists. Let's press them. <laughs> so, so you gotta, so you gotta have like tweezers or. Uh, Listen, like, man. Like I said, tips? leave it to the scientists. No, I don't want to leave it to them. I want to do it myself. All right. Fingertips, man. Just use your fingertips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard for Josh. Oh my God, you guys are crazy. <laughs> so, what about this coronavirus, Steve? <laughs> All right, so we're pretty much mandated to just stay at home unless you have a mm-hmm. essential job function. Right, which you do. Which I do. <laughs> you so. work in a hospital, so which is why you have a lot of up-to-date information about <laughs> this kind of thing. So yeah, you like, pretty much every 10 minutes you get news about this? Yeah. We've been just... Everything changes on like an hourly basis and a day-to-day basis. It's like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. What would you like to know? I don't know. I just tell me what you know, and then we'll make fun of it. <laughs> so That's the, the spirit. So the CDC has mobilized uh, COVID tents for their emergency departments uh, to hospitals around the nation. So pretty much this tent is designed to hold suspected uh, COVID patients outside of the hospital setting mm-hmm. in order for them to prevent or contain the spread of uh, that virus. So it's pretty much like any movie that you've ever seen yeah. with the military they outside tents. They come in and they build the tents. And yep. Yeah. You know, which which is another, you know, uh, there's a point I want to make, you know, after you made that point, is you asshole spring breakers in Florida. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. You well, know, I Mexico, blame the, co- the governor of, Cal- of, of Florida refuses to close the beaches. I don't get it. I don't either. Like you guys, have you not seen an outbreak movie? Have you not seen quarantine? Like what the fuck? You 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 guys are the absolute worst. And you know what? I I hope you get sick, but then I don't because you're gonna spread. Because then shit. they're gonna keep spreading it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this here. Okay, here's my solution to that. Then uh-huh. you know what? We should have the CDC should already have FEMA set up a bunch of tents, like right outside where the beach is. And right when they're going to go home, you're like, no, 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 no. You're not going Right anywhere. in here, buddy. Just <laughs> start testing them. Ru- ruin the end of their spring break. That would be like the best. Yeah, because they likely will all have it. I mean, yeah. Since they're all congregating with each other and um, just being dumbasses. But, you know, it, I I can't even have like a decent amount of uh, uh, like a healthy schadenfreude either. Like, you know, trash taking out the trash, because like we said earlier, they're going to keep spreading it to innocent people. Exactly. So, That's why it's not. It, there's an absolutely we no can't st- afford to, you know, take joy in their misfortune of them getting it. <laughs> yeah. It's it like, sucks. hey, you're done. Messing- oh, wait. Yeah. You're going to spread like, it this oh. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. you know, people listen, listen to the CDC, listen to the professionals that I know what they're doing. Like, we need to flatten this curve. Like, I understand we're all going stir crazy. You know, 
cabin fever starting to set in. Listen, man. Most. Um, some of you guys uh, were never only children of your families, <laughs> and it fucking shows. You can't handle <laughs> some alone time with your own fucking thoughts. Hey, man, I'm a pro at this. I, you know, this is my time to shine. You just really got to learn how to talk to yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you saying that just reminds me of that scene in Talladega Nights where, <laughs> where Cal calls Ricky Bobby mm-hmm. in the middle of the night when he's at his mom's house. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, no, I'm scared. Like, your house has a lot of, cre- you know, I think I'm hearing voices. <laughs> and so then he hangs up. He's like, all right, man, talk to you tomorrow. Sorry, man. All of a sudden, you hear in the back, get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I feel. That's what I think Like a lot of people that are like really going stir crazy are hearing in the back of their head. Like, yeah. Now, I've been training my entire life for this, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be fine. I don't know about you guys. I will I, be hey, completely man, I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm, I'm cool by myself. I've just been playing video games all day. I'm a gamer, man. I'm conditioned to be by myself yeah. alone in a room for hours on end. All right. Yeah. As long as you have your snacks and yeah. your bathroom oh, breaks. Yep. Yeah, of course. And water. Plenty of water. Yep. Can't forget so, that. So, you know, also, too, I know, um, speaking and continuing on the whole coronavirus, uh, they, they are saying, you know, do not leave your house unless it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you guys don't panic and all of a sudden go to grocery stores. Like, the food supply is not going to be in shortage. Like, we're, we're going to have plenty of food supply. You know, just get your stuff for the week and then go back again. Don't be insane like all these other douchebags this last couple of weeks and just start buying shit just, you know, just because you're afraid. Like people need, uh, older people need some food too. We need supplies too. Yeah. You know, let's not be inconsiderate. Back that's... in Brooklyn, we got a saying, <laughs> we're walking here. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the one thing they tell us not to do, and then all of a sudden, and we all panic. Grocery store run. And there's oh actually there's actually been very long lines at the uh, the gun stores, the local gun stores. People are actually you know trying to prep in that way too, which I understand. Uh, if if shit really goes down, you're going to want to protect your shit. But um, but I mean, goddamn, and we're expecting this to to be a. Uh, we're expecting this to blow over, but um, the longer it takes for people to just chill out and just stay home, the longer it's going to be out there. So, yeah, they're they're kind of making it worse by by panicking in this mm-hmm. way. You know, if they just calmly listen to instruction, you know, we wouldn't be fine. Yeah, I mean, we'll be fine. I mean, we're we're culprits too. You know, we couldn't <laughs> me and the foo and Jimmy couldn't stay home on St. Patty's. You know, we had to go visit you guys just because. Well, you know, we knew it was going to be the last time for a lo- for the long haul. Yeah. So you know, but it was cool, it, man. Uh, it was a nice little uh, gathering. It was less than ten of us. Nobody fucking start judging. Jesus yeah. Christ! Right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> judge judge your sins. <laughs> but what else do you know, Steph? Uh, I just want to remind everybody: wash your goddamn hands. Yep. Don't <laughs> don't fucking hoard the store. Okay, let the seniors in. Let them get their groceries. Well, they have a designated leave. time of the day now. Not every store, though. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Not every store. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out, stay at home if you don't have to go to work. Um, and put some gas, because gas is really cheap right now. Mm-hmm. There was something that I was going to say. It was on the tip of my tongue. and I Guess what? I lost it. I got a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription... It's more cowbell. Dude, that guy's fucked. <laughs> it's not enough cowbell. It's oh not my enough God, cowbell for die. this guy. It's been hoarded. Everybody bought them oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> Everybody's hoarding cowbells. It's, it sucks. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. So stay you know, at, uh, Oh, go ahead, what? Seth. Oh, so stay at home because the main point of this quarantine is to kind of plateau the curb so that hospitals don't get flooded because we will literally get slammed. Um... Taking kids out of schools has caused staffing to go down because mm-hmm. now parents have to watch their kids, so they're pulling, right. they're getting pulled out of the workforce to homeschool their kids. Which is probably a good thing in the in big picture. You know, if everybody just stays home, then this will blow over. Right, with but less when you're casualties. talking about nursing staff having uh, to stay yeah. home, yeah, like other parts of that the hospital, sense. yeah. 
Well, why don't you send the kids over to the grandparents' house? Some people don't even have those resources, to be honest. And they rely heavily on school and summer school and all those camps. And daycare centers, too. All of that stuff is closed. So you're essentially pulling high-demand people out of the workforce. Mm -hmm. So that's one downside about the schools closing. Um, So really try to help out your healthcare workers right now. Stay home. Wash your hands. Try not to spread anything. And I know it sucks to say it, but avoid public transportation as well. Because you don't know who you're getting in that bus with, who you're getting in that, like, taxi. I know Lyft, Uber drivers, they probably clean everything, too. So You mean that bum isn't my friend? No. <laughs> oh. No, he's not with all the germs that he has. Yeah. Well, you fooled me. Yeah. But from what I understand, they've, uh, they've housed the homeless in L.A. temporarily. Or they're offering... Like hotel rooms. I mean, socialism's in style right now. I hope (laughs) it's in full effect (laughs) at the moment. Effect. Um, It's fine Uh, as long as everybody stays healthy. As long as we all just kind of let this thing blow over. uh, Whatever it takes, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all Um, as a species. We're all in this together. (laughs) Seriously, it's it's us against this stupid virus. But I gotta say. if it, if I'm being Mr. Brightside, um, school shootings are down, and uh, <laughs> wow, food, wow, wow, that's that's very positive and uh, of you. pollution is down. Uh, I don't know if uh, if you've seen some of the pictures coming through uh, from the International Space Station, but the pollution that can be seen from space uh, and and measured from space from all the sensors that they have uh, orbiting the planet, um, a lot of the pollution is really clearing up our air. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, some of the pictures of the um, the 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 rivers in Venice, uh, the streams where. Uh, but yeah, the the water's clear. Uh, swans are coming back. There's dolphins in there now. Swans, uh, swans, fish. You can see fish in there. So you know all the pollutants that were happening because of all the boats and all the tourism happening through Venice. Um, that's. You know, it, it looks more like, you know, what old school freaking Venice used to look like back when uh, before the industrial age. So um, at least, you know, we're cleaning up the planet in some way. And this might be, you know, this is the silver lining to a bad situation. And I don't I don't mean to make light of it, but um, just trying to see some of the positive coming out of this whole thing. You know, when everybody stays home, when humanity takes a step back, um, you know, Earth can recover from some of the shit that we've done to it over the last few centuries. So that's cause um, nature's lit. Yeah. It's, it's, Shut yeah. <laughs> it, no, I mean, yeah. Na- nature can fuck us up, dude. It's currently doing it now and uh, it'll reclaim, it'll reclaim this planet. If we don't stop fucking with it. Have you seen, have you guys seen the happening? Okay. That's when nature starts fighting back. Unfortunately. That's yeah. exactly what's oh, happening right God. now. <laughs> That's what we're living happening. through. You know what, Steph? Every every piece of information you said up until this point was very credible. You lost all credibility. <laughs> how, yeah. how how dare you bring up that shitty movie? Yeah, I, you know, just for that. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Uh, hopefully, uh, we don't have any new information the next time we do a pod because. Uh, you know that that would just mean that this thing's all blowing over so man uh well i also wanted to talk about before we get into some uh positive stuff and we wanted to talk about some uh, comic book uh, geeky shit uh a little down the line here but uh, i wanted to uh do one more sad story that i know that we've been following the k-rock saga for the last few years uh first it started with you know lisa may and uh doc on the rock leaving the kevin and bean show being fired unceremoniously uh same thing happened to ralph garman one of the best radio personalities in the history of radio Uh, one of the funniest motherfuckers ever to grace the airwaves and now, uh, and then, of course, you know, Bean Baxter, who was uh, Bean of Kevin and Bean uh, in Los Angeles mornings. They were equivalent to, you know, your your Howard Stearns and your uh, Opie and Anthony's and and uh, and all that stuff. And um, you know, he he had a ceremonious leaving. That was him quitting. That was him retiring himself from the Kevin and Bean show, and which left the Kevin in the Morning show. And yesterday. Kevin of the Kevin in the Morning Show was unceremoniously fired from his show. 
And uh, for him to be a staple in Los Angeles radio for the last 30 plus years, uh, for him, for them to, for Entercom, the company that now owns K-Rock, to just go up to him. And, and actually, they, he got a call the previous night. Matter of fact, he, they only gave him five minutes that morning to say goodbye to the listeners. So I have those five minutes up here, and um, I figured we'd listen to it because um, it 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 hit me hard, man. And and you know, I I, I guess I should have seen the signs. Um, every uh, April for the last uh, few years, they've had April Foolishness, and they canceled it without any reason. And this is before the coronavirus thing started, you know, popping up. Uh, this is before everything got canceled. That got canceled without really any reason. Um, they talked about it on the air. It's like, yeah, unfortunately it got canceled. Nobody tells us why. Logistics, I guess. Uh, but I should have seen that as a sign of them just kind of like trying to erase them from everything that is K-Rock. So I want to play this five-minute clip of Kevin going on uh, the radio the very last time on K-Rock, uh, 106.7 FM, um, a station that has that's, that's pretty much fucked the fans for the last few years by taking away some of the best personalities that have ever graced uh, the airwaves. So here we go. It's a world famous K-Rock. It is Kevin Ryder here. I have something to say that's very difficult. Um, I've worked at K-Rock for over 30 years, almost 31. I started the first day of 1990. Yesterday, I got a phone call that I and everyone here on the morning show at K-Rock was fired. And it was a surprise to all of us. All of us. Me, Allie Jensen, the King of Mexico beer mug, Old Man Ruben, even Power 106 board op Destiny, who just started like three months ago. If they knew me, they were let go. Why were we fired? I don't really know. Uh, this isn't a joke. It's actually, it actually happened. I would like to thank K-Rock for allowing me to come on this morning and say goodbye because a lot of people don't get that chance. This radio station was built by a lot of people before me. A lot of those people are verified lunatics. The world-famous K-Rock was built by <laughs> lunatics. Rick Carroll, Rodney Bingenheimer, Richard Blade, Jed the Fish, our fo- former program director, Kevin Weatherly, who left about a month ago, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Money-Smith, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Lightning, that guy Bean, R.I.P., uh, music director Lisa Warden. There's so many different people. It's, a, it's an incomplete list, and there are too many people to mention, and I don't want to forget anyone. Uh, but they've been like family for a long time. And some of them are in the studio with me, and it's crazy. New people in charge now, they um, they weren't here for the building of the world-famous K-Rock. I don't think it means anything to them. They're, it's a numbers business, and there's no family aspect to it anymore. It's only numbers. But this place was built without numbers. It was musicians. Artists, music, the special relationship between the music, the station, and our fans. There's no other radio station on the planet that has had the support and the love of fans like K-Rock has. You guys have been incredibly loyal and loving and giving. And many of you have literally grown up with us because Bean and I are incredibly old. But I just wanted to take this time to say thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for... Connecting with our music, our lifestyle, our weirdness, for being along for the ride. Um, we've talked many times about the charity that I help run, Friends and Helpers. Every single time when there's a point where we needed you guys, we would tell you and you would go overboard helping these sweet people escaping the abusive relationships. There aren't words enough to say how grateful I am for your support, especially for that. Truthfully, it was uh, an incredible privilege to have been able to create what we did, and all of us worked at this station are extremely proud of what we accomplished. We still are. We always will be. Along the way, the one criticism I've had about the station from day one is that they've always treated me, along with everybody else here, like we're lucky to have jobs. And the management of the station uses that at times to be incredibly cruel to people. Um, some of the more higher profile ones have been Lisa May, Ralph Garman. You guys know those stories all too well. There's a lot of people who left because of the toxicity of what was going on here. And look, with any great project, there's problems. So there were problems, and this station handled them poorly at times. 
People who made huge contributions were discarded like they were trash or left the station because, like I said, it was toxic. To everybody that worked here in any capacity, thank you. Allie and Jensen and I worked for a long time. This is a ridiculous way for us to be treated as well. Um, I have all the... I have all the faith in the world in Allie and Jensen. They're both incredibly talented people, but they didn't deserve this from our station. Our boss said, you know, there's never a good time for this. No, but there is a bad time for this, and it's during a global pandemic when all the businesses are basically shutting down. It's not a uh, great time to be looking for a job. So the King of Mexico, Beer Mug, Omar, Old Man Ruben, Destiny, all of us were fired. And we'll have to look for work. I don't understand all of that. We live in an incredibly polarized society where everybody's screaming at each other and spewing hatred. And I'm truly baffled by K-Rock's cold, heartless attitude toward the people who built this station. They'll say it's just business, but for a long time it, it wasn't. For a long time it was family and no business. I could spend all day on that, but I really just wanted to say thank you for listening, for being part of this journey. Your loyalty has been very humbling and appreciated. And to everyone I work with, it's been a crazy fun ride. It had to end sometime. Sorry it ended so suddenly and sorry it happened like this. I'm going to go sleep for about a week. Okay, bye. Yeah, so that was Kevin. And uh, yeah, man, that's... Uh, and that's the, and uh, What's that noise, Josh? Is that the foo? Did he just join? Uh, honestly, I had no idea. God damn it. <laughs> Foo, what are you up to, man? Are you Hello. We have a transmission from a Futopian. Are you? Are you <laughs> what, what, what did that big voice do? Uh, we got somebody in the neighborhood or what the fuck? <laughs> Where's the doorbell? Why didn't you ring the doorbell, asshole? I know. Me in and shit. Who is it? Because big, big boy don't run this shit. <laughs> oh, well. how, how, how are you doing over there, Foo? Um, how's the quarantine? And Foo, we just got word from the governor. Yeah, I know, man. We 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 covered already all that. Um, thanks for joining, by the way. Uh, this is unprecedented. We didn't think you would. Uh, but... Sorry, Foo. I got a I got busy uh, doomsday prepping and uh, figuring out if it's better to have a revolver or a sawed-off shotgun, so... Oh, okay, what'd you oh, decide well, on? sawed-off shotgun, man. I mean, you know, you want to send a message. It's true, and I think that's the route I'm going to go because I'm not exactly a marksman, uh-huh. um, unless her name begins with a J. God, uh, yeah, that was a bad joke. Um, yeah. I, I, the the <laughs> okay. only reason I don't get a sawed-off shotgun is because I don't want to do drywall whenever I... <laughs> I want to shoo somebody away from my home, but um, but yeah, Fu, it's uh, it's tough times now, and uh, I think we just got through this uh, the the sad segment of the Foo Bar Show episode. Um, I'm gonna miss Kevin, man. I'm gonna miss that entire morning team. Uh, they made me ah, good riddance, bro. Oh, wow, what a dick. I'm just kidding, man. It's pretty fucked up. I read all the news, and I do it. Karox is run by a bunch of dicks now. Yeah, they are. They have been at least for the last uh, few years. Um, it's it's a goddamn shame, dude. Uh, we'll never see talent like that ever again. I don't think. Um, well, like, like that again. Thankfully, no. But entertainment, it sucks. Yeah. Shut up. You're the worst. <laughs> Why'd you get on here? Who Hang invited me? <laughs> Who invited you? Was it you? No. Josh? What the fuck? I, no I mean, the, the the telephone was a buzzing in me pockets. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's got something in his pocket for you. <laughs> Give it a, Give it a squeeze. squeeze. Say, how do you do? Well, Foos, uh, well, I'm glad that uh, that you're on, Foo, because we were just going to go uh, through the sports segment. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Tom Brady exiting the uh, New England Patriots. So what do you guys know? Yeah, man. Well, so, uh, then, <laughs> what God damn it. Anyways, you know Tom Brady. Yeah, he left the pat. He left the Pats. He left the, the Pats. Piats. I'm gonna kill you next time. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He left the Pats. He talked to, you know, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, I believe, on Monday, letting them know that he was no longer returning to the Patriots because, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really offer him exactly what he wanted. He, he wanted a lot more money. Uh, these last few years, he actually took pay cuts, so that way they could potentially play for Super Bowls. And his whole thing was, like, yeah, you know, it's my time now. Like, I, I took the hit for you guys for so long. Now pay up, you know, take yeah. care of me. And time to get paid and get laid, man. <laughs> well, he's getting laid, but yeah, time he's to get paid. How, do you, how do you know? He's, have you seen his wife? <laughs> yeah, that she's too hot for that butt chin motherfucker, dude. Dude, he's got like three or four kids with her already. Trust me, the guy's getting laid. It's not a problem. Ah, uh, questionable, questionable <laughs> kids. Anyway. How do we know they're not Futopian clones? You Who? would know. You would know. Well, they look like normal humans, so. <laughs> God damn it, Foo. Where is the sports? Uh, anyways, so, you know, I mean, obviously Belichick didn't want to bring him back because Brady is older. You know, he didn't have a great year last year. So he took his talents down south to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he signed a two-year, approximately 30 million a year contract with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh wow. Yeah, it was either between the Bucks or the Chargers and he decided Or the Raiders. To... Don't forget no, about the Raiders. Come on. Don't fucking really? He was now <laughs> Initial not... reports no. say the Raiders were interested. And the initial reports last year were that the Raiders had a chance for a Super Bowl. What happened there, huh? Huh? Anyway. Wait, with Derek Carr? Get the fuck out of here. Playoffs? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Anyways. <laughs> that's how I must feel when that's how I must feel when Carson Wentz is your quarterback. You know Shut what? Up, hey, fool. we had a Super Bowl in the last three years. What have you done? Oh, that's right. Nothing I think you mistook in Mac- Carson Wentz for uh, Nick Foles there, Chad. Where's the sport? Hey, Nick Foles just finished off the job, man. Carson Wentz led us most of the way. So, I don't know what you're complaining about, son. Anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, that's why you guys signed Marcus Mariota, oh, right? Cover, Can we just get this uh, over? <laughs> Cheap labor, bro. What do you want me to yeah. say? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> continuing on what happened with Brady, it was between it. Also, it came down to the Chargers and the Bucks, but he decided to choose the Bucks because it was on the East Coast, and his kid is still going to school in New York, so he kind of wanted to stay somewhat closer. Mm-hmm. So that's that was his ultimate decision. And uh, you know what, Fu? Fuze, you there's actually been some sad news today. Oh no! Uh, in your Rams family. No. Uh, the Rams actually released uh, Todd Gurley this afternoon. And Clay Matthews. Why? Well, uh, Todd Gurley was owed. If they had kept him up until June, uh, he was owed ten million dollars guaranteed on his contract, and they. No, if they kept. If they kept him through today, they would have had to pay him. Oh, was it today? Oh, yeah. Okay. T- so they had to make a move by like 5 p.m. Eastern time, and they were like, "Fuck it, cut him at 9 a.m." Yeah, well, they were they were shopping him around, I know, and not a lot of teams were really budging on giving him what the Rams were asking for. So, like, I think two of the teams that were interested and are still interested are the Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons. So he may potentially go to one of those two teams. You know, in the next couple of days, we'll find out. Oh, shit. Uh, but another big, uh, big shock to the MB- to the NFL world was uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the number one, like pretty much one of the top best receivers in the league, mm-hmm. was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a washed up David Johnson. What was it, Fu? A second round and a fourth round pick. Uh, David Johnson, a fourth, a current year, fourth round, or I'm sorry, a current year, seventh round and next year's fourth round. I, I thought I could have sworn a second round was in there, um, that they had to send a fourth round. I think they had to send a seventh round pick along with, uh, DeAndre Hopkins too in the, in the trade. So it, either way, it's a very, very weird trade to see, especially, you know, since the Texans were so close last year, um, you know, in the playoffs, I mean, they did. Oh, Houston! Well Houston now. got robbed, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know what the hell Bill O'Brien, the head coach for the 
um, Houston Texans is doing exactly did you, doesn't make any sense. Did you hear the the reports of maybe why it happened? Yes, I did hear that um, one of the reasons why was that uh, DeAndre Hopkins wanted more money. He wanted to renegotiate his contract. Um, and then I also heard some rumblings that uh, like Bill O'Brien was uh, like almost comparing him or his behavior to like Aaron Hernandez level behavior. And it's like, dude, dude, he's not that bad. He's he's a great guy. His mom is blind and like he brings his mom to every game and he gives her every touchdown catch. Like that he if, that's Aaron, if that's Aaron Hernandez, man, lock the Fouze up right now. Well, I mean, I think we should do that anyway. Well, listen, but, man, yeah. if my mom was blind and she went to all my games, I'd tell her I scored every touchdown, too. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good cat. All right. Yeah, he's a good cat. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, dude. It really does suck that he got moved. But you know what? The Cardinals actually look pretty solid now. Like, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're probably going to be a good team. They may, you know, compete with the Niners next year for the NFC West, especially oh, now that the Rams are, are shitty. Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald with Kyler Murray at the quarterback? Oh, man. You're talking about playoff contender. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And Kenyard Drake actually proved that he could be a solid back. Like, he took over for David Johnson last year. Like, David Johnson was – supposedly a premier running back you could not tell based off of his stats and the way he played oh he year. put up numbers motherfucker a few years ago last year johnson didn't do shit and i think even the year before that he really didn't do anything but, um, but yeah i mean you know what that's honestly that's the only sports we got going on right now amid this whole covid19 thing um mm-hmm. but, you know it's a little exciting and it's 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 a nice distractor from everything going on having at least to look at what's going on with the nba free or the nfl free agency yeah. um so you know it's it's it's, it's a nice change of pace yeah. and uh let's let's be thankful that at least the nfl are doing this like they're not they're not allowing any like face-to-face interaction mm-hmm. um you know everything's all done via like skype zoom or like over the phone uh, so like the, none of the teams are allowed to report to the actual facilities until you know the whole quarantine has been lifted everywhere. So it's a still a pretty interesting. Unless time. you're in Florida, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except in Florida. Well, Florida is spe- uh, Florida special food. They have, they're, they're America's Wang. Yeah, yeah they sure That's are. A they're acting like Wang. It. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna get a bunch of STDs from their spring break. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> you guys hear what happened to Sean Payton? No. Yeah, he uh, he actually tested positive for holy shit, um, really? COVID. Yeah, the, yeah. The Saints head coach, and now they they have to possibly quarantine some either players or personnel depending on who he was in contact with, um, because he was actually just at the Saints facility last Friday, I believe, uh, from what Adam Schefter on uh, ESPN reported. Wow, so dude. it's a uh, it's wild. it's crazy. Yeah. Even the uh, you know what actually too, um, the Lakers recently tested couple, so. yeah like two players actually tested positive for COVID-19 oh, on the geez. on the Lakers they haven't announced two yet um but which is you know, which is crazy because they've been announcing the identity of all sports athletes with the virus kind of weird and that's, and, um, because Marcus Smart guard for the Celtics they announced him and two unnamed Lakers and everyone is speculating uh, they're saying it's unnamed, and everyone's guessing that it's probably LeBron, which is why they haven't come out right away. Which is that'd be huge if LeBron has it, and even possibly AD, since you know how close they are to each other. Um, in the gateway. yeah, it's not not, I mean, not in the gateway, bro. <laughs> like they like, uh, like, like they should be expected to make a full recovery, though. Either way, I mean they're they're strong. They're strong. How do human you beings. know who are you a doctor? <laughs> Well, the, the, you know, athletes in general, they have higher immune systems than, a, than the average man. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're expected to kind of recover. I know Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, like, they're still, rel- they're still healthy at well, the moment. Well, they're still asymptomatic. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, there, it's possible to survive this. Again, it's not like it's an instant death wish. You know, it's not the plague, people. 
Uh, listen, I got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me. <laughs> Sifu, there you go. Checking yourself. I like yeah. that. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I get news from uh, the best but, doctors, man. Hi, everybody. Not that doctor. Oh, definitely okay. not that doctor. In fact, everyone <laughs> avoid that doctor. Okay. Doctor Nick is not the right doctor. Doctor Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fu. A different doctor, man. Um, well, shit, man. I uh, <laughs> I didn't think we'd get a whole lot of COVID um, news uh, from sports, but you know, I, I forget that you know uh, athletes get it too, uh, right? They're but athletes, uh, people too. Who, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Yeah. But uh, you know what? No, they're not. God damn it. Anyways, I th- I think that's enough. All right. You know, I think that's enough out of you, Foo. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, me, but not sports yet, right? Put a sock in it, Foo. You're the worst. You're the worst. Hey, so... Uh, Foo, I can. I'm driving. Let's... Uh, shut up. <laughs> let's, let's start geeking out, shall we? <laughs> Well, earlier today, guys, I sent you something through uh, Instagram that posed us a question that I never really asked myself, but it made a whole lot of sense. Who would the better detective be, Batman or The Flash? Because that's, I mean, Batman is an amateur detective, but he's really fucking good at it. And Barry Allen, he works for the police station. That's what he does. He's a forensic analyst, right? Yes, he is a CSI, Mm -hmm. crime scene investigator. Right. So he he technically does have the credentials to fit an actual detective, uh-huh. um, you know, or a professional analyst. But right. uh, you know what? I'm gonna say that I feel like Batman is actually the better detective mm-hmm. um, it, out of the two, and here here's why. Uh, you know, you know, they're both very smart. They're both analytical. They're, they're both willing to kind of, you know, think outside the box. But I feel like Barry. Barry sometimes lets his, you know, the Flash, he lets his feelings sometimes get the better of him when it comes to, you know, finding out things in his, you know, in his investigating. Whereas Batman, I feel, he, he could kind of be a little bit more cold and callous towards it mm-hmm. and can kind of, you know, come to quicker conclusions, I feel. Yeah. Um, Batman can also just, he'll jump to the next detective story or the next mission whatever um, while the flash will kind of linger about it and wonder about the victims of the crime who close your window god damn it every single wait time. it's closed no we can hear the street noise anyway anyway sorry oh <laughs> that's the uh that's the uh air defroster there foo it's Modern technology at its finest. No you know, Batman would approve, okay? Jeez. It's like telling somebody to be quiet and then they just drop all these dishes. Yeah. This fucking elephant in a chair. Oh, shot. all my coins! Shut <laughs> Continue. Oh, my God. No, I said what I needed to say. Oh, all right. So, yeah, Batman's more analytical. Like Josh said, I agree with that. <laughs> Foo, what's your take on this? Too late. Well, wait, Steph was in the middle of it. She was Until done. you started giggling. Wait, wasn't Steph just explaining herself? Oh my God. Until what? Until you start giggling. Is there a delay? Is my mic on? I can't laugh. <laughs> I literally I literally hear Fuse. <laughs> Making noises in the background. It's not that big of a deal. That's you, Foo. You're hearing yourself. That's all you. Yeah, dude. It's you. Nah, Fuse. I swear. <laughs> God. You got anything else for kicking oh out? Oh my God, this segment. Wait, do you want me to explain? Okay. Okay. So, 
Who which which detective uses analytics, <laughs> Steph? You said. Yes, take a wild guess, Foo. She literally just said that one is more analytical. Just pick one. The Flash. No. Foo, why don't you come to your own fucking <laughs> conclusions, man? <laughs> well, I wanted to hear Steph's opinion, and then she's making all these excuses of of the Foo being a dick. I hate yeah, you. <laughs> so much about the things that you choose to be. Foo. Foo, who would be a right. uh, better detective? I'm picking Batman, Foo. Batman? Why? Batman. I know this. I know this because I've played all the Arkham City games. <laughs> and oh. uh, it's way funner than the Flash games. There, there hasn't been a Flash game, Foo. It's science. <laughs> that exactly no flash game equals zero if so there were to be a flash video game you count. know i i would actually be very interested in in there being a flash game it's gonna uh, be the much, fastest game alive yeah i mean yeah uh, but like, yeah, how it, would that be possible like everything would be blurry all the time everything would be slow <laughs> everything would almost right? be frozen in time while he searches the city I think that would be cool because it would be every since everything's frozen, he can kind of analyze things a little bit more thoroughly, you know, and come to a better conclusion in real time. Hmm. That's just my yeah, that's, that's my take. Yeah, only if it's going. To, I I I would say that's true only in the moment because Batman investigates post crimes and hmm. figures out the villains. Yeah, that's. Would you agree, too. Joshua? Isn't that what? Um, not necessarily post crime. Like he, I mean, he'll obviously do it all in like one night. Sometimes, like in in the case of like the Arkham game, he Batman's investigating in all of this shit like that's going on in one night. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's tracking several different uh, criminals and like of his rose growler in a single night. Whereas Flash, yeah, he could do the same thing. But uh, I get what you're saying. Like he does all of his investigating. As you know, Barry Allen, the actual CSI. You know, rarely can he have access to a crime scene as the Flash. You know, like because the Flash is a little bit more of a public figure too. You know, you guys got to remember that. Like people That's see true. him as an actual hero, whereas Batman is still technically he's in the shadows. Uh, uh, yeah, he's in the shadows. He's technically a criminal. He's a vigilante. You know, I mean, he's he's not. And some he, see him he, as a myth. Some don't even yeah, believe yeah. that he exists. He's yes, that, people he's outside of Gotham still can't believe that the Batman's a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, it, it, I, I again, I think again it goes to Batman only because of the fact that he does do all of this outside of the law, um, and he has more, he has more technical skill as far as being detective in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I'm right. just saying, in in the video game, he has a mode called detective mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Bro? <laughs> so he's a better detective. <laughs> uh, you, but the, we, we just said there wasn't a Flash game to compare it with. Batman's got you know better I'll gadgets. Take um, I'll take I, okay, how about the TV? Sh- how about the TV show? Because there's no Batman TV show. Well, I mean, there was with Adam West and such. No, no, we don't consider that. That, that doesn't count. How does that yeah. not count? He saw mysteries. mysteries. It counts. Jo- Josh is mistaken. It counts. Uh-huh. It counts. They don't sound too. real okay. mystery. Did they solve um, a murder? They they did deductive reasoning in a very hey comical man, look, way. Yeah, and and also Adam West had shark repellent. Okay, I'm sure oh, modern no, Batman sure. does not have shark repellent. Well, the the Actually, Batman boo. the Batman and Harley Quinn does. <laughs> Who? And he uses it on Killer Shark. Oh, damn he? it. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. What is all that noise? What's that noise? He's he's putting a cassette in. Are you beating someone like on your way home? What is happening over there? It's the it's called the rain. Are you driving a tin can? It's the rain. (laughs) Sounds like you're it's hailing. Anyway, Fu, you're an incredible nuisance. Um, (laughs) I think think we're done with geeking out. Podcast is going smoothly before you. All right, well, let's finish this off with the music highlights, huh? Yeah.
Well, uh, Josh, you came up with two songs that you were pretty fond of. One, uh, the first one being by Travis Scott. Now, what's the name of this one? So the name of this song is All Through the Late Night. And uh, some people that are familiar with, uh, you know, Kid Cudi will kind of recognize the backbeat of this song. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually features uh, Kid Cudi himself on this track. So uh, let's just play it and take a listen. Cool. Have a listen. So why'd you choose this song, Josh? Uh, honestly, I mean, again, I, I, I liked it because like, I'm a big Kid Cudi fan. Mm -hmm. And just hearing Kid Cudi going back to like his old his old roots and just back to his, his old style was nice. And then yeah. Travis Scott actually has pretty good backbeats. Um, I've been listening to him a lot lately, especially uh, his newer album, Astro World, which is actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I just, it felt like a song that not a lot of people kind of heard of. Yeah, I don't think I've ever come across this one before. This is off of uh, 2016's Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was Travis Scott through the late night. Uh, you also brought another one in. Uh, it's from 2012's Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar, The Recipe, featuring Dr. Dre. Yes, yes. Uh, this is actually a really good song that I feel represents Cali. Mm -hmm. um, and who better than to have Dre and Kendrick Lamar sing yeah. it? So Check it out. Have a listen. This one has uh this one has a more of an old school feel like old school Dre, you know? Yeah, yeah. This uh this actually album was actually very heavily produced by uh um Dr. Dre. This album and To Pimp a Butterfly, his next album. Yeah. Uh, Dre had a very 
large influence on how the actual beats sounded. So that's this is actually my favorite album from Kendrick Lamar, The Kid Mad City, just because you can listen to the whole thing all the way through, and it it actually has more of like an operatic style to it, and it, it's it's really cool. It's more I, instrumental. I, I very much recommend everyone going back to it. Yeah, and this is uh, particularly this song, The Recipe, is a bonus track to this album. So, Correct. Um, yeah, so uh, not bad, man, not bad. Um, third, uh, last but not least, IA brought in a song today. It's uh, it, it was released just recently, uh, New Foo Fighters, uh, and uh, they came out with this uh, EP. Not too many songs on it, but this is the one featured on there, and the EP, it, it has an unconventional name. It's not even words. It's uh, 009-59525 is the name of the EP. And uh, this song in particular is called Podunk. So let's uh, check it out for a bit. So what's cool about this particular EP, it kind of uh, you'll notice that it doesn't have the same kind of production quality as their most recent stuff. You know, that's really well produced. And the reason for that is that they were going to do this van tour across the United States where, you know, they're not getting this really nice bus or they're not taking, you know, airplanes to get to their locations. They were going to hit the road literally with a van. They were all going to cram into a van and go from venue to venue. And, uh, you know, before this whole virus thing started breaking out. And uh, and I think that's what they're trying to do with this EP to, you know, get back to what they used to sound like, you know, production wise. And uh, even the spirit of what the Foo Fighters were at the at the beginning of what they were doing, um, which I thought I, I think it has a, a certain level of charm to it. Uh, also, considering, you know, Dave Grohl's just a crazy fuck. So. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting song, man. It's uh, it doesn't sound like anything of the you know it doesn't ha- have that mainstream flavor to it, but it, it definitely has that rawness that you we all know that Dave Grohl can dish out. So, want to share that with you guys. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, man, it, it's really raw compared yeah. to all their other stuff that you know I've heard and recently even like it's this shit's raw as hell, but. Yeah. Damn, if only they could have really pulled off the van tour, you know, if it wasn't for all the shit going down, I would have really have loved to see, you know, see them during that mm-hmm. time. Because yeah. shit, it probably would have sounded even better live. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, tight. Yeah. I, w- I want to know what those numbers mean. So I've been trying to look it up. I yeah. Think I can't find anything. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I'm sure if uh, we'll keep digging. <laughs> I, I couldn't find it any <laughs> either. So. Yeah, who but knows? if you if you separate the zero zero nine, it the first thing that comes up is United States Civil Aircraft Register. Foo Fighters is there were a division of the Air Force to uh, locate uh, and report UFOs. So that's what ah, the Foo Fighters so are. boom, there you go. It that's could be it could be something like that. Maybe that just you got to separate the number. I don't know. It could not even mean that at all. <laughs> But hey, that's as close as we got. <laughs> the location. That's a, that's some explanation at least. Better than nothing. Well, Foos, uh, stay safe out there, man. Uh, you know, we're, we're bringing this uh, podcast to a close, and uh, you know, th- we're probably going to be uh, doing this method quite a bit, at least maybe for the next couple of weeks, until um, and pretty much until the government says it's okay to come back outside and uh, be in the same room again. But uh, you know, we don't stop. Don't stop. Can't stop. That's for sure. Exactly, Foo. Yeah. There's, there's so many medians for us to keep doing this for you guys, and uh, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, man. Because what else do we got to fucking do? Absolutely nothing. 
So uh, <laughs> let's pass the time doing something we like <laughs> and talk shit exactly. about uh, some geekiness, uh, some sports news, even though we don't really have sports. But, you know, there's this contract negotiations and shit like that to, uh, to talk about and make fun of. And most importantly, you know, keeping everybody up to date with any, uh, with any new important news happening with this um, COVID-19. So wash your goddamn hands. Be safe. Uh, social distancing, all that stuff, man. Uh, take it seriously. Don't be like Florida. Keep your body clean. Keep your body clean. And uh, and with that, I think uh, we'll end the episode. Uh, what do you think there, Josh? Yes, I think we're good. Foo? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us as well. A little late, but thanks for joining us, you douchebag. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fuck you. Dickheads. Well, thank you all very much for listening into the Food Bar Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a champ. You can always reach us at Food Bar Show. That's FWOBarshow.com. And FWOBarshow is your handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line and we'll fill it up like a couple of foods. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. The Browns. Signing off saying, Don't